0: Hi, this is the No Shame Here podcast with me, Emma-Jane Taylor. It is a fairly straightforward title of podcast and I hope self-explanatory. Each episode is a chance for me to speak to people about the global difficulties surrounding many taboo subjects, with my focus being child sexual abuse and, of course, the Not My Shame campaign. My guests may have experience on this subject, they may not. But by the end, I hope we can all agree that child sexual abuse needs to be better considered if we are to improve the protection of children today support survivors and eradicate child sexual abuse for the future generations to come. Some of you might find today's chat with my guest helpful, some might find it challenging, but I hope everyone listens. And please do contact me if you need support or any signposting. Today's guest is someone who found a courage to speak out publicly in May 2022. Actor Stuart Anthony was sexually abused by Billy Nutt when he was just 10 years old. Nutt is serving an 18-year prison sentence for this case and that of two others between 1988 and 2007. Stuart's case was reported to the police between 2014 and 2016. Quick maths tells me that that's nearly six years for this decision of 18 years in prison for Nutt. Okay, Stuart, welcome to No Shame Here. Thank you for joining me for this fireside chat First of all, I want to say thank you. You've been so brave to speak up, um, and in doing so, will have helped so many struggling in silence. And I just, the last few years for you must have seen like a dark whirlwind at times.
1: Yeah, it's it's really strange. Um, I didn't ever think that I would ever tell anybody, ever. I thought I'd take it to my grave, and and that would be it. It it, it ended. Um, I sort of moved away and. and it, carried on with my my life but it was always there um and i noticed it was getting to me and getting to me and getting to me and getting to me so i decided to go and get some counseling and actually I, it was through a, a friend um she said like i've had, been having some counseling this is let me introduce you to her so i, I, I went and, and spoke to her had no expectations of or of anything really just i just didn't really think i would ever tell her i just thought i'd go and have a chat did found it soon as I. I started it just flowed and I couldn't stop it just would not stop uh, and that was the same when I went to the police uh, after I finished my counseling the sessions had ended and I felt that I was able to go and talk to the police then and then I went in um sat down with them and again it just flowed and flowed and flowed and it was like a a load of bricks off been taken off me relief, and it, it sounds really cliche to say that that you know that weight off your shoulders but it was just like having a s- mm. skip being pulled off me
0: mm. it's amazing, uh, and it just isn't made it? me
1: feel so much better yeah
0: it would have been scary to have gone to well a gone to a therapist but then to go to the police mm. as well because you know this it's really scary isn't it when you've been so loyal to someone who's been so bad to you when you've been groomed. Uh, and yeah. I say this from experience there unfortunately there is, you've been drawn in emotionally yeah. and now you're going to speak out about this person. Yeah. It's really conflicting because you know it's wrong, but it, it's emotional, isn't it?
1: Even up until the to the day that I went to the police, even after, even up, even, even up to the day he was sentenced, I still felt disloyal to him or, um, yes. you know, I still loved him. Yes, it's weird to say that. It's so weird to say that.
0: Yeah, but it's so honest to say that. And and so many people I speak to say that. And I remember the first time I sort of had those conversations, and it was really hard for people to understand because unless you've gone through, unless you've been groomed, unless you've yeah. gone through the abuse as as you have from a child um, through to a young adult, you don't understand the power. Of what that means by being groomed by someone, and and you know yeah. they, they can't abuse you without having made you like them in some ways because that just wouldn't work. Um, yeah. And so there has to be a bonding, isn't it? You know, and, they, he, and so uh, he, he knew w- which buttons to press. Yeah, yes, and also not for the first time, but and um, we'll come on to that as well because he, you know, he was serial. Um, and um, mm. but you know, taking that step to the therapist, then taking it to the police. Um, you know, I I know how hard that will have been, and you know, and I'm I'm sure there even as you've come out of that, it's not just click your fingers and this is all over and he's gone to no. prison. There's a whole heap of stuff, and that's that heap of stuff is stuff that people don't understand. It's turmoil, yeah. isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. There was there was so much like during during the police process that I had to go through that I didn't even think was relevant uh at all um like they would go they wanted my uh bank statements for the last 10 years because they wanted to see that whether I was making it up was it financial was I you know was I in debt and they, they asked me all this stuff and I thought what even if I was in debt what the hell does that got to that? do with yeah yeah Everything. And that's almost blaming you,
0: isn't it? Right? That's blaming you. Yeah. But you were. Let's just just stop and pause. You were ten years old, yeah. right? As a yeah. dancer, ex-dancer, um, yeah, uh, who's performed. Uh, well, I've done anything as a as a young performer, and so I yeah, understand yeah. how it, you know we're we're setting out. We all want to do our thing, and then suddenly someone's offering us something. And you're like, that's not for money. That's because you're passionate about your acting, your dancing, I Just a stepping singing. stone into Absolutely. somewhere that you want to be,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: But you don't realise at 10 years old that actually it could lead to danger. Because you yeah. are 10 years old. I hadn't a and clue. I think, hadn't a clue. And so then just for anyone to judge you or speak to you about, oh, you need money. Well, actually... I'm sorry, that's just bullshit. People in the, the law, the legal systems yeah. need to better understand some of these conversations. Yes, great, he went to prison, but that process must have made you feel awful, shit. It's
1: hor- yeah, absolutely horrible. And even in court, I got such a roasting from, from his side as well that made me feel even worse. You know, they they were uh, tr- trying to convince me that I was I was gay and I was in a relationship with him and I thought, Do you know what? Even if I was, it still would be illegal because I was a child.
0: And that's just, It it is ridiculous, isn't it? That they try. I mean, obviously, that's their job. But absolutely, absolutely, yeah. That 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 part of the job. You know, I I couldn't imagine myself ever wanting to be in that industry because why yeah. would you want to put that shame and blame onto a child and yeah. try to make it yeah. about what they wanted when actually the facts are there? A grown man has groomed, violated, raped a child. Let's just hold that. Especially for a when you're
1: going into uh, a trial like mine where the defendant has already been convicted before yes so there must that doubt must be in your mind straight away yeah instantly you 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 know his convictions so so okay it's down to a jury to find him guilty um and 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 the evidence to be there um but yeah the the barrister must know
0: how much did that trial cost right how much did oh. that trial cost i mean I, yeah. I you wouldn't want to imagine how many thousands of millions that might have cost yeah. to get that man into prison and Absolutely. not just that when you take the financial away the damage it's caused to you to the oh. uh, to the other victims
1: to everybody not um, even just the victims and the families. the family, sit, the family like my mum had to stand and give evidence mm. and listen to the things that even i hadn't told her up to that yes. point and I was praying that it would never come out. I was sitting there every day thinking, right, if she's not in court giving evidence, she's not going to hear what I'm saying. Um, and then the, the other two people that were um, involved, are the other two victims, you know, they're not going to hear what I'm saying, even though we all knew what had happened. But mm. I didn't want my mum to hear those graphic details. I didn't want her to know, ever know. Of
0: course not. Um, so so even now,
1: I still don't know what she knows. And she says right. to me, says, "Oh, I don't, I don't know um, what what really happened. Like things that happened, will you ever tell me?" I said, "Well, if you know what you know, um, and I- I'll just keep back what you don't need to know. That now, that's no,
0: yeah. and it, and actually, it's 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 so hard, isn't it? You know, yeah. And it's interesting, isn't it? Because I was writing about this recently for my own life." I always felt like I, instead of speaking out about someone who hurt me, I protected other people because I didn't Mm. want them to know about that. So you just keep quiet and then suddenly you go, hold on a minute, they're grown up adults, they can get help, they can get support. What, what what you know, I'm in the middle of this thinking, like a you know like the Titanic, yeah. and I need to go right, I need to come out, I need to do something yeah. about it. and like you went into therapy, I had no idea I'd be here doing what I'm doing campaigning yeah, charity no, or maybe. even talking to you know yeah. you do it, fresh out of uh, East Enders and the bill, you know,, uh, but <laughs> here we are, we are having a very open chat about a conversation that has affected both of our lives yep. um enormously and billions and billions of other children around the world. I'm, I'm pretty sure the stats are Absolutely. much higher than they say because of the people who just don't want to talk. Um, yeah. so you know it's for you speaking out, I think um, is huge and I'm sure you get lots of people contact you. I have to keep going back to this question. Why did he ever get released in 2015? Uh, it, it for me it for, for me, I look at that. And, and, and the Glitter case, which we know has recently come up and, and today being yeah. shut down, he's not going to be released. I yeah, I just saw
1: um, that, actually, just before I came on. Yes! Yeah. Uh,
0: and and the fact that even was even a question and went through another billions of pounds worth of uh, entertainment. Uh, why yeah. did he... Why did Nuts get released in 2015? Because, given everything that happened to you, the other two, it just seemed mm. so wrong, didn't it?
1: Yeah. and You know, I always think... And this is where the blame kicks in for for, for me. I do blame myself here because he was sent to prison in uh, 2011, I think it was, whenever it was. It was four years, came out in 2015, and that was for uh, abusing a a four-year-old boy, (laughs) uh, which is absolutely horrendous. Horrible. Um, Four years, it doesn't even seem 10% enough of of what he should have got, but... um, yeah, he was released uh, on licence, I think. Um, and whilst on licence, um, he offended again
0: mm.
1: and again and again. But whilst he was in, in prison serving that sentence for the, the the four-year-old boy, that's when I came forward because I, I needed to know that he was in prison before I could – in fact, I went to visit him in prison when he went in for, for that four-year-old boy once – uh, and I didn't tell anybody. I didn't tell anybody. I didn't tell my mom. I didn't tell my partner. I didn't tell anybody. I went um, and I sat there, uh, and I couldn't even eat. I couldn't drink. My mouth was dry, and but I couldn't. I physically couldn't drink the drink sitting there, knowing that that day I was walking away, and that was the day I was going to go and report what had happened to me to the police. Uh, and I sat there and I just listened to his shit. And Harry hadn't done it and. Uh, it, yeah and I thought mm, you, you haven't done it but you know damn well what you've done to me so you we both know you've done it you wouldn't be in prison if he if he, if he hadn't done it it doesn't work like that um so I sat there and I sat there and I sat there and my heart my heart was be- I, I could hear my heart beating my ears my heart is in
0: my ears now um, listening
1: yeah uh so I came away and I did I did the whole thing of standing there and getting searched and I thought oh, god you're, you're, you're really gonna do this you're really going to go face to face with him now um and I just sat there and had a very very small me <laughs> such a small conversation with him about nothing and and then actually while, once I'd seen him i i I couldn't wait to leave couldn't wait to leave but I, I waited to the end because I didn't want him to get suspicious about what I was doing try and maybe mm. talk me out of it um but he hadn't a clue not a clue at all um, then, I, then I went and away, and I, it was actually a couple of days before I even went to the police. I think it's hard to think back now. I, I think it was a few days before I even went to the police. I went back, and I was shaking, absolutely shaking. But I needed to see for my people. People know now that I've, I went to see him, and they, they said why. I think it's because I needed to know where he was, mm-hmm. just in case he he wasn't in prison. Just in just just in case. Just just. just just in case
0: it's mm. uh,
1: there was a story before and i think i've told this before and it's of uh, a lady that um was in her home and she absolutely hated birds um and there was a um a peacock peacock got into her garden her front garden um she was absolutely petrified but okay it was behind the glass so she was it was by her window but she kept following it round, all around the house. It just kept circling the house, but she kept following it. And the reason she kept following it was because she wanted to see where it was. All the, she knew all the while she could see it, she was safe
0: because
1: yeah. she was behind the glass. So I think that's, that's pretty much how I felt for, yes. for him. He, that, yeah. That's where he was. And I, I, I could, knew that he was going to bed there that night and I was able to come away and, and, and do my thing.
0: I totally get it, actually. I mean, when you said that you went to see him, I like, oh, gosh, my heart stopped. But yeah, I totally get why. And I think, you know, mm. going back to sort of what we were talking about at the beginning, trauma bonding is intense, it, it, it's a real thing. Um, and even on the day that you were stepping in there, you were stepping in there to have that maybe a little bit of closure um and then to walk away knowing what you were Well, there was a reason behind
1: it you know yeah that closure
0: yeah yeah and and but also you also knew what he'd done to you and what he had yeah you know the the probability was that this had been done to this four-year-old um yeah and and how many? I mean, the other two you know, but how many others, right? I mean, how many others?
1: There are more. There are people that have yeah. come forward. Even a, a month ago, I got a message from somebody on my Facebook. Wow. Uh, and it was somebody that um, was actually a friend of a friend. And he said, look, I, I read your story. I continue to read your story. And I keep going onto Google and looking at your story again and again and again. And I now feel that I've got the courage to come forward about him. Um, and he asked me to go with him. Wow. I, thought, oh, I don't really want to. <laughs> For his defence side, I don't want that to be tainted in as if I've encouraged him to come forward. He's come yeah. forward off his own back. Yeah. I've encouraged him with my words. With your story. Interviews. With your, yeah, my with story, your brave. Yeah. yeah. So I don't want to encourage him by sitting down with him and saying, right, this is what you've got to say. He needs to say it in his own words. So yes. I'd sort of refuse, in the kindest possible way, I did refuse to go with him. Um, but I hope, I hope uh, he hasn't spoken to me since, um, but I hope he has gone and reported it. I hope he has.
0: Yeah, and I think it's important, it's not that you don't support him, it's just... That, oh, you I, know, I
1: support him all day long. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And so, you know, if if he's listening now um then and and want some signposting then we can do that here we've got enough people in our network here at the not my shame campaign that can support onwards um and you know hurrah it's releasing other people to go and find that find find their you know closure um and their journey but you know of course you know we talk about the prison term 18 years I I personally I'll be very honest I don't think 18 years is enough when you look at what has Mm. been taken from the child um and the life that you know you kind of like you've had no childhood you've had no young adulthood you've been in turmoil through your 20s and 30s and now you're coming out of it um and someone's got 18 years well actually personally I think lock away uh Get the yeah. government to to build more prisons. There's enough money in the pot. I'm sure to do that if they really wanted to. Um, yeah. and eighteen years just isn't enough. But that's my opinion. I don't know about you, Stuart.
1: When uh, because I wasn't sure. I, I'd never really been into court before. I'd been in to to see little bits. Um, to to research for for roles maybe over the years didn't really understand the court process. And um, because there was three victims within our case. I came forward first. It was actually chucked out by the CPS. Didn't mm-hmm. want to know the first time round. Really? Then uh, another person came forward and uh, where he messaged me and said, um, "I want to, I want to go to the police about what happened to me. Would you back me up?" And I said, "Well, that's really weird. I have already been to the police a year ago, and they didn't want. It's not the police didn't want to know. The CPS didn't have enough evidence to pursue it. And uh, even though they, they, they he'd." been convicted for this previous crime against the four-year-old boy um so the uh the second victim uh, reported it and the police came back to me and said look somebody else has come forward we want to reopen your case would you be willing to 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 go forward with it i said yeah absolutely then whilst that was happening over this period of six years or, or, or however long it was um another another person came forward and it's not like we all had the second victim I hadn't seen for 10 years and had barely spoken to um, put maybe a couple of messages here, here and there might have been a like Merry Christmas or maybe we'll meet one day for a beer some, some, whatever I can't remember, but it's not like we'd all sat down together, all three of us and and, and planned it. that's they took our phones, they checked all the Facebook messages and oh. Twitter and the, everything oh, um, awful. because it looked like we'd cooked it up because it, there, there was something that made us all come forward within a few years. Um where is it? then you look at the years? big
0: you look at the big cases that you know, like the Nikki Campbell case recently when they all came forward, yeah. right? Yeah. That's not conspiracy, yeah. is and it? And it makes you
1: think, why what happened? What happened to to make them all come forward sort of like lemons all in one go? And and say, right, now's the time.
0: Oh, well, I have a thought process on that, and that is that goes back to the scientific development of us. So, you know, we're you know developing children sort of between four and eight years old 9 10 11 12 we're going into our teens we're starting to expand our thought process but our brain yes. hasn't fully developed you go into your young teens early 20s your brain is starting to develop now what you've learned previously um is your childhood education so for me it was um this story and abandonment and rejection, um, for you know a big chunk of my years so I took that into my 20s and was fairly dysfunctional Mm. um how I wasn't you know in in prison or dead by you know time I was 20 is is a real surprise to many and Mm. then I went in then it's sort of like mid-20s your brain starts to develop you go hold on this doesn't feel right that didn't feel right that isn't what my these people are telling me about their life So I went into, like you, went into my own therapy for the next sort of however many billions of years. Um, And then in my 30s, I was sort of settling down, but it just none of it felt comfortable. But I think when you've had so much stripped from you as a child, you are delayed with your maturity. And so I Mm. really felt like I had a delayed maturity. And in my Mm. late 30s, 40s, I was like, I feel like I need to share this to give someone hope. Um and that was yeah. simply it. Because yeah. late thirties, forties was when I started. I'm fifty two this year, but in my no. late forties. I mean I <laughs> um, but I really felt like, you know, um I felt knowledgeable, I felt yeah. safe, I felt much more aware and understanding. And and, and, bit, and the
1: power was back with you
0: power was back with me i turned it around yeah. and i gone hold on this isn't right and so i started speaking out uh, and i then a lot of my school friends have all come up gone actually we recognize that now and have all supported me because mm. they remember me at school and then i've uh, sadly another yeah, one yeah. of our friends who was abused but she didn't make it so i do think we get into our late 30s 40s and i and i and I, i'm not sure how old Nikki Campbell was when he disclosed, um, when he started sort of speaking publicly, all the people that came out, all you actually would be mm. interested to know. But late 30s, 40s, where well, I think we all get a bit like, hold on a minute, let's yeah. really turn this in. And because, Stuart, I couldn't have done that in my 20s or my late teens. I was terrified no. and I was scared and I was drinking and I was taking drugs. At and an I
1: embarrassment was... as well. Embarrassment. Did you feel
0: that? mortified and that's the last was... thing
1: you want to be talking to people about in your teens Blind me,
0: totally and i was also yeah. you know i'm in the i'm in the entertainment business with my with my school and well-being yeah. and i thought if i was to talk about this this would like i thought it would cripple you know like completely car crash my career yeah so same. i kept it quiet and because i was embarrassed and then suddenly i'm like actually it's not my embarrassment and it's not my shame it's not my embarrassment yeah and uh i don't want it near me and so that's Sort of that's my theory on why we're doing why like thirties forties yeah, people yeah. start coming out because they have developed their brains have soaked up what they need yeah. to they've they've seen the wrong and the right, and everything's sort of turned that topsy turvy world from childhood has turned back, Do you know what I mean,
1: yeah, and it taught me so much as well, but back to the the sentencing um which is what where we, where we started um with with him getting eighteen years um i thought uh, at first, I thought, oh, you know what if he gets? What well, if he gets five years? And I said, "Oh, that—that—that's that, good. It's, it's a sentence. It shows he's done it. Um, It's—I I even thought, even if he gets a suspended sentence, which—which which would never have happened, I don't think. Um, it just proved. I, I just wanted a conviction. Yes. Even if they said, "Look, we're going to give you a hundred pound fine, but you were guilty of this. It's the guilt. He was guilty.
0: Yeah. That,
1: that was it. But it, it all comes down to totality because there was three of us in this case. And they broke it down and we was all in on the, on the day of the sentencing. Um, so they were actually breaking down each individual crime against each person. Uh, and it seemed so small, the sentence actually, against certain people for what he actually did. And I thought that doesn't seem right. It, it doesn't seem right. But overall, 18 years is good. He's um, He's 65 this year. Uh, he's got to do a minimum of twelve years. So he's got another ten years to do at least. So it's gonna be seventy-five. So he's he's his best days are gone. Seventy-five. His best days are gone. He's not gonna be hopefully he's not gonna come out and reoffend. But you know, I've spoken about this in other other interviews. I genuinely, genuinely hope he gets the help that he needs. Because I don't wanna see anybody else go through this. I really, really don't.
0: No. Not from and, and... him.
1: Not from anybody, but especially no. not from him.
0: Yes, yeah. well, I, I I don't think even at 75 he should be allowed out because... No, absolutely, no. If, I mean, uh, if he could uh, yeah. stay in there forever. Yes, uh, and but if he has me. to come out, get the help. And actually, yeah. that's where we go. If anyone's listening from the government or taking any bit of notice about what we're saying, this is where you, we need the money put because we need to protect children. This guy yeah. shouldn't have come out in 2015. fifteen. Three lives we know have been effectively their young life was... You know that one little beautiful life that you got it was taken, and you've had to readjust and readjust and readjust. You're doing really well now, yeah. but it's been a battle. I know it would have. Been I've a sat battle. down like, with
1: people in government, and you are banging your head against. Yes, of them. it's not so not, frustrating because it's their opinions. It's it's just it's everything. It's everything. It's all the policies and all the laws <laughs> that need changing and need looking at and need renewing. Um yeah, a bit more needs to be done.
0: It really does, and it and it's heartbreaking when you know the CPS threw your case out, even mm. though they knew about the four year old boy who had been um sexually abused by Nut. They knew that uh, but that for me would have been enough evidence to go, actually, there's a there's a red light here. It we was need really to yeah, it was this.
1: that that was annoying um that that at first they there wasn't enough evidence and i get there's thresholds and there's things that they have to ensure there's enough evidence there to to warrant taking it to 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 trial where it's going to cost a lot of money so they've got to make sure all the evidence is there because if they go to court and all that money's spent and the evidence isn't there hmm yeah
0: you know, and, and and so you know these podcasts—no shame here—are really just to go. Look, these are these are honest and frank fireside chats where we can just sit down and break things down. It's annoying. It's it's really irritating that to hear that you know it took so long, but you got you got uh, he got a sentence. But justice there's no justice. The end, yeah. But but is there really justice? Because there's no winners, right? There's mm. no winners from this.
1: Oh so, yeah, I, I didn't come away that day thinking right. I've won. Um, yes that's it I just thought okay that's that door closed now
0: yeah uh
1: but that that door will be reopened again because in in 10 years time when he comes out I'm going to be notified
0: uh,
1: mm. um that he's out so I'm going to have to then relive that again
0: mm. and do you so think Stuart really that you're it. do you think you're waiting for that 10 years or do you think you're getting on with your life um
1: See that's that's a really good question. I don't know if I am getting on with my life. I because if if I if I was getting on with my life, I, I think I would be saying like I don't want to do these podcasts. I don't want to talk about it. I would just be getting on with my life. But I it, in in certain aspects, I'm getting on with my life. But I still want to continue campaigning and being an advocate for this because it's not it's not talked about. Is especially in men. Like women talk about it a lot. Women talk about yeah. rape. Uh, sexual violence violence in general you know after Sarah Everard people were or are talking about it a lot more which is absolutely fantastic Eh? you know domestic violence any kind of violence um but men they don't we lock it away and we do and I don't know what and I think it's more embarrassment because we're supposed to be the we're supposed to be the men we're supposed to be the protectors um and you know it just makes us feel a bit smaller but no I I I actually like talking about it now because it's still every time I talk about it, it's more weight. It's it's more things off my shoulders, things mm. that I may not have covered before. Um, so it's still helping. It's still doing these podcasts is, is, is helping. It, it's therapy still.
0: Yes. And I think it's interesting. and isn't Listening it? to
1: because, other people as well.
0: Yes. Listening to other people, but also, you know, when you sort of like talk about these things, you know, I think you're right. It does sort of, it lightens the load, and and you know you're getting on with your life. You're you know you're here, there, and everywhere, and yeah. you've got project Iris, which we'll talk about before we finish. um But you've got lots yeah. of things going on, and maybe if you hadn't spoken about this, you'd have been sat quite dark, quite miserable, quite you know anxious and and, and concerned, and protecting all the wrong mm-hmm. people, and maybe you wouldn't have flourished as much as you have become now. And now you're flourishing and and really sort of you know doing fitting here, there, and everywhere, and so. You, your growth your development is 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 huge um and now mm. you're speaking out you're being able to be like okay i'm authentically me um listen you yeah. know, there's nothing i've got nothing to hide there's no skeletons in yeah. my closet i'm out there yeah um, and i'm willing to put myself uh, front center of conversations if it's going to help like you say men as well um but iris let's yeah. just hear about iris because this came out of the case really for you didn't it
1: yeah, so during during the case, um, I was working on a, a program called Cockney and Scouse with uh, David Easter and Mark Marahan, and um, I spoke to them a lot about my uh experiences. David had experienced the same things as well, so we had uh, and sadly, he never got any justice, but uh, I, he, it helped him being able to speak to somebody that had been through it and, and was going through that court process. So, whilst um, we finished working on Cockney and Scouse, and then uh, the trials happened. Um, but all the while we were filming, I I knew that it was going to be going to court, and I wanted to, I wanted to create a program. Uh, I wanted to create this set of characters, not just about um, sexual assault or rape or child abuse or anything like that. I just wanted people to understand the court process. Yes. Uh, and not in dummy terms, but in dummy terms. I wanted to break it down a little bit. This is what happens after after it's left, come, come away from the police station. So when it hits the CPS, which is that's when the court process starts, really, I think. It's with the CPS, um, because they have to look at all the evidence um, and be sort of impartial to the police i suppose because the police the police want that conviction of course they do they've seen somebody they've seen a crime happen they know damn well that that person's guilty they know that they're guilty um doesn't always work like that but i think most times you can you can suss out whether someone's guilty or not and and if the evidence is there um if it's a, if it's a recent case you know you've got things like dna and all those yeah. sorts of things and i wanted to include that in this show so i created this uh a character called iris Uh, iris stone she's a barrister um and um she's flipped from defense so she she was defending these horrible horrible murderers and rapists and and she flipped um, and became a prosecutor um Mm
0: -hmm.
1: because she was sick of defending guilty people money and um yeah yeah and sadly it is and that is how it works. So I spent a long. So I've I've written the show, and it's in it's in development at the moment, and and we in pre production. So um, I spent a long time after court, and I'm still up to now, going to to real courtrooms and spending time with barristers and judges, and solicitors wow. and police officers, and listening to their experiences and their. And watching real trials as well, you know, I spent, I've spent, i spent times on uh, 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 murder trials, six weeks on a murder trial, wow. in the most horrendous uh, murder trial, which I won't talk about, but it was absolutely horrendous. And the guy's now serving 33 years. Um, okay. Again, not enough for what enough. that that victim through. Um, But it, it opened my eyes so much to what actually goes on. In that courtroom, mm. how how it gets to that courtroom, and what happens in that courtroom, and the, the arguments between the two sides, between the defense and the prosecuting side, um, and what happens with the witnesses, and the statements and the evidence and all that sort of stuff, and the jury, and the people that are in the gallery, and we try and get we're trying to get all sides. True. Yeah. Um trying wow. to cap- well, capture all sides so
0: it's a really interesting real. yeah I mean gosh it's really interesting and, and you've been through that process and the, these are the things that I think are just such a you know such brilliant things for mm. the public to see because again I feel sometimes that we go around in circles as survivors we're going around in you know, conversations because we all understand but we need people to go actually doesn't seem right or understand the whole process yeah. and understand because it's all very well it's all speaking about our traumas and but unless you've lived it it's very under, hard to understand trauma bonding yeah. and, and all the you know ptsd i mean you know all the difficulties that come from being abused as a child so anything mm-hmm. that that highlights that difficulty and in this case iris sounds like i can't I look forward to seeing that Do you know when it be out
1: I haven't a clue yet because I, I want it to be, so I, I, we hope to start filming it soon, by the summer. Uh, but I want it to be right. I, I keep going yes. back and I keep looking at it and going. Mm, I don't know. It's, and I, I actually made a, a huge change in it this week, um, which I won't tell you about. But it, it No, no, huge. no, don't got, tell us anything you I, don't I, I want us as, to I know. I may we well have got all the papers. I may have well got every single script, about a thousand pages, throwing them all up in the air. and like, oh, no. right, okay, we've got to start again.
0: Oh my god! Um,
1: but he didn't. I put it all back together as a puzzle, and we we, we did. It's going to take a lot of editing, uh, script editing, I think. But uh, th- that's that's fine. But uh, the character herself is is amazing. She's absolutely brilliant. Uh, and I got inspiration from it as well from uh, watching programs like Silk, uh, yes, which uh, Maxine Peake was in, and what a fantastic actress she is. Uh, and the stories, so it's it will be each there'll be so it's going to be 10 parts but two episodes will cover one story so we'll see the beginning we'll see the arrest we'll see the crime in, in briefly we'll see the um the interview we'll see it go to cps and then we'll see the trial for in in a whole whole episode
0: well, um,
1: really interesting in in this in the second episode so you'll see all aspects it's not going to be like the bill where uh, somebody does the crime, and in a half-hour episode, we've got um, we've got them locked up, we've got them arrested, we've got them locked up, we've interviewed them, we've solved the prison. crime, done. Yeah, they're It'd
0: be nice if life was like that,
1: but I would want it. I, yeah, in in a way, yeah, it would be great that you didn't have to go through all that. But I want it done properly.
0: Yes,
1: I'd want I'd want like even looking back at my case now. If they said right, okay, right, we've got enough evidence that day. I'd go no. Look at it. Look at it more. Yes. Double make sure you've got that evidence triple make sure make, sure make sure you've got it I don't care how long it takes yeah it was annoying that it took six years but looking back now thinking about it I'm glad that they've got everything in place to secure that conviction and that mm. sentence and
0: there's no grey areas yeah um, Stuart look, it's been great to uh, chat with you today to find out more of of your story if any anyone is listening now and feels that they need support or signposting please do get in touch with me via my website and I will do all that I can to help Stuart it's been so good just to open these doors and talk about things that so many will be listening thinking yes oh, that's me that's me and I get that yeah. I get that because it will help people and I think you know it, for me here on the No Shame Here podcast I'd like to hand back over to you now for you just to say a few words to close this uh chat today uh, you me. know I, I would happily sit here for another few hours with you, uh, chatting and chatting and chatting, um, but you're a busy, man. And um, I think we've got such, such, you know, such a lot out today. I have as well, and my brains already yeah, thinking, abso- yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah, all yeah. sorts of things. And I think actually the iris thing. Can't wait to see that. Um, but yeah. thank you. I'm going to leave you all now with Stuart.
1: So I, I, I always think. Um if you've been sexually assaulted or or raped or whether it's it's uh, male on female male on male female on female if you've been sexually assaulted in any way please speak to somebody it doesn't have to be the police it doesn't have to be a counselor it could be, be for, for men you know if you're down the pub and you're sitting in a, a cozy little corner and you, you're with your mate tell him Please just tell him it will will honestly be a weight off your shoulders. It's very, very hard to tell somebody. But I promise you, once you have told somebody that a weight is lifted, I promise you.